Hey, good morning. So I know I didn't post an episode last Sunday, and I really apologize for that, but I've just been really extremely busy these past couple of days and weeks because, you know, as a high school kid, it's almost May. We know what time it is. It's time for APs. And we've all just been preparing and preparing and grinding our notes. And I actually just came back from an exam and had lunch. So that's why I'm recording this new episode in a random afternoon on Wednesday. So please forgive me for that. But today, I do have an interesting episode for you guys. I know I've been trying to be really philosophical with the past two episodes about books and golden age theories and all that. So today, we're going to bring it down a notch and we're going to talk about types of people that I hate. So we're going to get a little bit judgmental today, but for a good reason. Because if you're listening and you suddenly feel like, wow, that sounds like me, then it's time for you to grow up and change, please, because no one likes you. I'm just kidding. Not really. But anyways, let's just get right into the first one. So for the first couple of ones, I have, you know, the basic people that I feel like everyone hates. And then it just gets more judgmental from there. So for the first one, I have pick-me people. Do I need to even say anything more about it? No, but I will. So the reason why I hate pick-me people, and I just want to get something out of the way, I feel like a lot of people think that only girls can be pick-me's, and that is 100% not true, even though it is a little bit more obvious. And I feel like I just hate them because they constantly need validation, whether it's a girl or a boy, usually from the other sex. And along the way, as they're trying to find some validation for themselves, they make other people feel invalidated, which is one of the main points I hate about these people, is because they try to stick up and act like a different person to gain the favor of a certain group or person, and they won't treat you as a real friend, regardless of which side you're on. So if you're on the side that they favor, they'll usually only be friends with you because there's something about you that they want or that they just enjoy. Maybe it's a popularity or something. And then on the other side, they'll leave all of their other friends and just become fake people overall. And that is a great way to go into the next group of people that I hate, which is just fake people overall. So this is kind of related to being a pick-me, but it's also kind of different. And I don't understand why people feel the need to be fake Like, just tell me what you think about me if you hate me because I couldn't care less about your opinion. And they strive for their reputation. And that brings up another point. I hate people who care about their reputation. And this may be subjective. Everyone cares about their reputation in some way, right? And that's completely okay. You know, you want people to like you. Of course, no one wants to be hated. But then there's a certain line that you pass and then it just becomes annoying and unbearable for people around you because you're constantly being fake and caring about your reputation so much that it just, you know, overrides all of your other personalities and attitudes And you just become that one person who tries to stick up to everyone and be liked by everyone, but really everyone hates you without telling you. So, yeah. And then 
they want to preserve their self-image by sticking up to everyone, even when it conflicts with their attitude. And for example, they'll act differently around you and then talk smack about you to another friend group and then vice versa. They'll come back to you and start shit-talking that group. And, you know, it's just really annoying. And I feel like the reason why this is making me mad is because recently I've been experiencing this in my own life. And I've actually been trying to get rid of these toxic people. And it's actually going pretty well. So go me. I'm getting rid of a lot of fake people and fake friends for my life. And I think it's been going really well for my mental health. And I've been able to focus on school a lot more. So. Just a tip, if you guys have very fake and toxic friends, get away from them because you'll start realizing how much of your life they're wasting and how many things you could be getting done in the time that they're being fake to you. So yeah, just, you know, stay away from them. So the third one is emotionally unintelligent people. And I'm talking about my ex right here, so I have a little bias against them. So he wouldn't understand my emotions or feelings, absolutely clueless about everything, could not catch any hints. And this is kind of getting judgmental now, but I hate people who have low EQs and can't read the room. And it honestly just annoys me when someone is emotionally unintelligent because they're unable to understand what people are feeling, even when they're being given the most obvious signs. And they'll say the wrong things to make the person feel even worse. And they just won't be able to understand and read the room and read emotions and know how to deal with them. Because I feel like this is a life skill. Like, people value IQ so much that they kind of forget about EQs, which is just as important of a skill as IQ. Because if you're all smarty-smarty, like book smart and you're not person smart or world smart, then really you're going to have a lot of trouble in your life finding jobs, finding people around you. Because you won't understand emotions and feelings, which is really a really important part of everyone's life. So, yeah, if you're like a person who's emotionally unintelligent and unable to read the room, then maybe go improve that somehow because you're going to have a lot of trouble in the future. And I feel like a great way to kind of start getting more emotionally intelligent or starting to read the room better is just trying different things when someone's crying obviously don't start laughing or something and then when someone talks to you just take a little bit of time to think about how it would sound to the other person if you were to say something weird right now right so just take a little bit of time look at this conversation from the other person's perspective and I think that really helps you gain some experience and expertise in handling emotions because I'm not gonna lie I was pretty emotionally unintelligent until like a couple of years ago because I was really really bad at dealing with emotions and other people's feelings like I remember this one time on the bus, this girl was crying because of some family issues and everyone around her was comforting her, giving her water, patting her back. And I was literally just sitting there and staring at her. And then this other girl walks up to me and is like, do you even care about her? Like, what are you doing? Why are you so quiet? 
comfort her or something and I was like damn okay so yeah now that I look back that was really embarrassing for me and I'm glad that I've been learning a little bit about how to deal with not only my emotions but other people's emotions so that I don't look like a complete idiot when someone's crying and I'm just sitting there so I feel like this is a life skill that everyone should have and it's not a skill that can be taught in school exactly because people deal with emotions in different ways so ultimately it's up to you to try and figure out how you deal with your feelings and those of other people around you so number four on the list of people i hate we're halfway there actually because we only have eight types of people even though i do dislike many many types of people but i feel like the others just kind of blend in with these main genres groups so for the fourth one we have ignorant or stubborn people So I know they're kind of different in a sense, but I did put them in the same category because I feel like they are very related to each other. And the reason why I don't like ignorant and stubborn people is because neither of them can grow as a person because they're both so self-absorbed. So for ignorant people, they only care about themselves and reject the opinions and feelings of others. They refuse to accept any advice, maybe, or they refuse to look at something in a different way, and they're just really, they just ignore you, basically, hence the adjective ignorant, you know? And for stubborn people, especially those who refuse to admit their mistakes, they're the absolute worst because they'll also never grow. And it pains me, it hurts me to watch themselves try to prove themselves right when they're really not and it gives me secondhand embarrassment and related to this kind of is immature people immature people kind of stem off from the stubborn branch because and ignorant branch because for both ignorant and stubborn people they can't grow and if you can't grow you end up being immature And you end up getting angry at others when they try to prove you wrong. And then you end up, like, ignoring everyone else's opinions, even when you know what might be right. But you're just so absorbed with your own opinions and so worried about other people thinking that you're wrong that you start becoming wrong more often, if that makes sense. Like, stubborn people, I feel like there's a little bit of insecurity that's involved because they're insecure about people thinking that they're going to get something wrong that they start focusing so much on their own opinions that they do end up getting most things wrong i know i'm being really repetitive here but you know i just don't like them and for the fifth one i think it's very very related to stubborn and ignorant people But I hate them so much that I felt like it needed its own separate category. So, for the fifth one, we have, drumroll please, the basic know-it-all. And really, these types of people make me mad because they really don't know anything. In fact, we don't know anything about the world. So how can one singular person know everything? 
And I hate those know-it-alls who constantly try to prove you wrong, to prove that they're the smartest, to prove that they're correct, when in fact they're really not. And it's really difficult to work with them. And they kind of just waste your time, especially if it's like a group project and you're working together in a science lab and everyone's just staring at that one know-it-all who's trying to explain everything to everyone when they're literally getting everything wrong, all the facts wrong, but they still constantly think that they're the only correct person in the room and ultimately just like stubborn and ignorant people, they can't grow and they end up being immature. Of course, it's okay to believe you know certain things or even everything at one point, but you have to be able to accept the fact that you don't know everything and that you can be wrong sometimes. And that's the only way one's going to grow and slowly start becoming more correct. When you start realizing the mistakes that you're making and embracing them and accepting them. Oh, what the hell was that? Why was there a police car just outside? Um. Okay, anyways... Next, we have the victim and the pessimist. And I put these in the same category because I feel like they work together. People who constantly victimize themselves may be just like some of the most obnoxious and unlikable people ever because they constantly feel like everyone is out to get them when in fact no one really cares about them. And that's what makes them so like unlikable by everyone. Because no one likes people who constantly blames others and, like, blames them for actions that they did not even commit. And it may connect to a pick-me because they always want to be the center of attention. Like, they'll find some stupid excuse to be the center of attention and put the pot of blame on someone else's head. And... Perhaps the most obnoxious part about victimizing, victimizers, victimizers, is that they never hold themselves accountable. They always blame others and cannot grow as a result and end up being really self-absorbed like ignorant and stubborn people. And to go back to the pessimist aspect of this, people who victimize themselves may also be seen as pessimists, which I dislike too. Because pessimists always feel the need to input their negative viewpoints on all events, and they can't find a single positive thing to say, and they always feel the need to bring everyone down with them. Like, it's not only a matter of feeling negative themselves, but it's more of the fact that they constantly try to affect everyone with their negative viewpoints and negative um, attitudes towards certain things and it just ruins everyone's day really like it's okay to have your own opinions and negative thoughts but don't try to influence other people with them please because we don't want to hear it and please don't ruin our day thank you so we're actually on the seventh category already we only have two more left And for the seventh category, I wanted to talk about passive-aggressive people. Okay, so as an example, I had this English teacher, or I have this English teacher, who would always be passive-aggressive every day. And 
she would constantly be unhappy with us. She'd express it through her passive aggression. And it just make all her students feel very unwelcome and unwilling to learn. And that's just one of the effects that passive aggressive people have on those surrounding them. And passive aggressive people might even be related to fake people because of their inability to, well, not inability, but just their, like, they intend to make their feelings really confusing for everyone. And they always feel the need to sugarcoat their aggressive feelings and make you feel even more unwelcome. Like, I feel like it'd be better if passive aggressive people just turned straight into aggressive people, like active aggressive people. Passive aggressive people are definitely worse than people who are like actively aggressive because people who are actively aggressive actually express their feelings without like covering them up with another confusing layer because passive aggressive people will always appear to be complying with the needs of others but really they're passively disagreeing or disliking them. So I would rather have someone who just tells me that they don't like me or that they don't like what I'm doing over someone who sugarcoats everything they say. And like, I feel like one of the most common passive aggressive phrases is like, oh, not to be mean or anything or going forward, you should do this instead of this or like just for future reference, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can just tell me that you're not happy with what I'm doing right now so I can change and stop being passive-aggressive to me because I feel very uncomfortable with you right now. And they just often indirectly express their feelings and intents, so it makes it difficult for everyone to truly understand their motives. And the thing is, it's very common so, you know, everyone should just stop and be less passive-aggressive and maybe just start be, being actively aggressive because I would prefer that over people who are passive with their aggression. Okay, so for the last one, I think this one's pretty judgmental for of me, but for a good reason because people who do this or people who are like this really need to start changing because really no one likes them. And maybe it's because I've always been sensitive to these types of sounds, but I know I'm not the only one. And now that I mentioned sound, you probably know what I'm talking about. I cannot be the only one who thinks loud tubers suck, especially when it's like 7am in the morning at your family table And then either your mom or your dad just has to be chewing on their toast like the zombie apocalypse is coming and it's their last meal or something and they just nom 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 if you know what I mean. Like it's so annoying and obnoxious like please just get yourself a room with your food or something. No one needs to be hearing that or knowing about what's going inside your mouth. Thank you. And honestly it's just not that hard to have some manners at the table especially if you're just trying to enjoy like a peaceful breakfast even more prominent when you're having like an expensive fancy meal and think for the other people trying to enjoy their meal at the table next to you or even the person next to you just trying to enjoy their meal and constantly having to hear your obnoxious chewing 
They create an atmosphere that's uncomfortable for everyone around them, and they just let everyone know what's going on inside their mouth. Like, I don't need to know about that, so please just keep your food sounds to yourself. It's very not pleasing to hear my mother chew her food loudly at like 7 a.m. when I'm just awake and starting to get ready for school. Like, that's the last thing that I want to hear when I just wake up. So please just have some dignity and self-respect and respect for other people and close your mouth and chew. It's really not that hard to have some table manners and just close your mouth when you chew. And you'll get used to it one day too. Okay, that's it. Thanks for being judgy with me today. I love talking about people I hate. And yeah, just as a little reminder, tip, life lesson, whatever you want to call it, today or sometime soon, make sure you take a look at your friends around you and choose the ones who you actually love. Choose the ones who are healthy for your mind. Healthy relationships are very good for you. So try cutting off anyone who does not represent a healthy relationship, who is toxic, fake, whatever. Just try cutting them off and seeing how wonderful and how healing it is. Yeah, that's my little life lesson today. But anyways, thanks for being judgmental with me today and talking about the types of people that I hate. And as Truban used to say, in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.